comic books, video games, television, and movies. In a world where the media has been dominated by We are sorry, this program has been taken off the air. Please accept our apologies for the in 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 inconvenience for having to listen to our opinions. It's not news. It's utterly nonsense. Welcome to the first podcast of the year, 2021. We're over the massive, disgusting pile of junk that was 2020. Or are we? Because this, my friends, is episode 69. Yeah, 69. Go ahead and laugh. And we are going to get canceled. Ugly nonsense gets canceled. Yup. Without a doubt this time. You're probably asking yourself... Did we wait until our 69th episode to record a cancel culture podcast? Maybe. And the answer was maybe unintentionally, but uh, (laughs) I frankly didn't realize it was episode 69 until today, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's more of a happy coincidence, honestly. Yeah. So in short, uh, cancel culture, let me just break it down for you really fast so I don't waste any more of your time. Is it bad? Yes. And you should all stop it and feel bad about yourselves. Thanks for listening to the Utterly Nonsense Podcast. 8-Bit Music, play us out. But seriously, though. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, cancel culture from what I understand. Make sure when you're actually editing this, you put in some 8-Bit Music there. Yes. (laughs) I'll actually shit myself. But um, now, cancel culture is, I'm pretty sure this started back in 2016 when the the New Year's starting. People were saying, uh, 2017, it's over 2016, you're canceled. I remember that starting the whole uh, hashtag canceled crap to my faintest of memories is that pretty much how it started for you guys or uh did it start some way different or am i just remembering things completely weirder did i just have a messed up dream again well <laughs> yeah i mean that sounds about right i sounds I, about I, right okay I, I i'd say yeah i mean look it's been a thing for a while right yeah. um hold on i'm noticing my mic spiking a little bit i'm gonna lower this so in, in in from my perspective it all goes back to the beginning sitting around the campfire just outside the cave and singing a campfire song Grug doesn't agree with Bug, Ugg, and Mug. We need to get rid of Grug. He isn't saying the right thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I feel like... You think it's always been a thing? Just just to go really meta with it, it's always kind of been human nature to, uh, like, sequester the, the, the people that that just say or think or do things that we just don't agree with. That's everyone. Like, we're tribal by nature, so we want to 
get rid of the things that are different and uncomfortable to us. So do you think the bar has just been lowered in recent years? Do you think that's why we now think of cancel culture as actually being a thing? Whereas in the past, it's really just been sort of human nature that we've removed people from the public eye or? I really thought it was a joke for the longest time, man. I don't, I don't know if maybe this might be a stretch, but how about the Salem witch trials? That's some canceling going on right there. Oh my right? God. Yeah, it's not, it's <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like hey, I saw him. He said a thing, and then I, I swear, I signed the affidavit. I saw him doing a thing. We got to get him out, boys. Vote I mean, him out. Look, I just just to avoid <laughs> just to avoid us getting canceled altogether, we should probably just outwardly say someone getting uh, uh, suspended from Twitter is definitely not the same thing as being burned at the stake. Burn him. Uh, it's yeah, heresy. Yeah, yeah. They've spoke heresy. But to I, get, I get more to, make, though, to, yeah. to zero in on the point, I would say it's just the most modern manifestation of that uh, uh, primal tendency. I don't even know if it's primal, but... I wouldn't say primal. I would say unorthodox. How so? Okay. Because I I don't know. It's just not normal to me, if you ask me. Well, orthodox would would mean tradition. Oh, that's... Shit, damn it. I keep getting definitions of words mixed up. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, Well, anyway, uh, just to formally start off our decision here, I do have a few pages of uh, research that I did months ago when we first planned on doing this thing. I, I will Were say- Were you going to write um, a paper about cancel culture as well back in, in uh, our bloom I, days? I, I had been thinking about it because- um, I think I know, did, actually. Oh, sh- wow. I am fairly certain I did for one of the- I don't remember what class it was, Might but I, media I think I did write an like essay that. on it, arguing that it's uh, it's not good. It's dumb. No, it's, just, it's just really dumb, yeah, bro. I mean, That's whack. I know- so, you know, I mention it every once in a while. I, I, I don't think I'm too, uh, you know, excessive about it. But uh, I, I do mention that Jack and I were in this seminar our senior year where it was us and like 13 other kids. Because so much happened. This is why we keep bringing it, it up. We, we really wish we were kidding. It was a pretty, uh, what's the word? Intense. It was intense. Intense is a good word. I, I would say formational, memorable. Um, it, it was a good. It's burned in our skulls. We regret it, but also don't. Basically. Yeah, no, like, I had a good time in it, and, you you know, you could obviously tell I knew what I was talking about. I was one of the smarter people in the room. Um, Thank God you so, kept me as your partner. Yeah. Pat Self on the back. <laughs> like, I, look, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't obviously true, but that's, like, where the level of discourse was in that class. Uh, uh, R slash humble break. So, <laughs> it, anyway, I, it was a seminar in our senior year of college in the mass communications department, uh, which was focused on representations of politics, gender, and religion uh, in mass media. And if you're going there now, it says that directly in the syllabus. So, obviously, cancel culture falls very much in that realm of things. Uh, it's essentially when politics and media get sort of involved uh, – <laughs> You know, to what level should we cancel someone? To what level should we uh, censor someone? Yeah, you, you can sort of see the connections there. Mm-hmm. So can we define cancel culture? Possibly. For everyone, because defining terms is a yeah. very important thing when it comes to uh, debates on the internet, because often people will just talk past each other's point and mm-hmm. not even realize that they're not addressing the exact same thing. So right. and let us I, define it. So I will say before I do read the formal definition I have here, and uh, I, I did pull this from Wikipedia, so 
you know, take that with a grain of salt. I feel like Wikipedia. No, you pretty... can't just do that. Their sources are biased. No, nah, just, oh, just go with it. I no, mean, it's pretty universally well... accepted at this point. If you think Wikipedia is like entirely fictional, you're not on Wikipedia that much. No, but the article said that it doesn't maintain an unbiased <laughs> viewpoint. It said it needs more elaboration and expand. Ah, shut up. Yeah, so you can <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I will say there is sort of a divide over cancel culture, whether it's real or not, which we're going to get into later on in this podcast. But, uh, and I actually do have a couple of examples of prime celebrities for this. I think if you actually hear the definition of cancel culture, you'll have a hard time arguing that it's real, right? Yeah. Or that yeah. it isn't. Right? Anyway, what is cancel culture according to Wikipedia? The act of Drum roll, please. Okay, if you want to. And go. Are you going to edit it in there? <laughs> Maybe. Um, the act of canceling, off, also referred to as cancel culture, a variant on the term call-out culture, describes a form of boycott in which an individual, usually a celebrity, who has shared a questionable or controversial opinion, or has had behavior in their past that is perceived to be offensive, recorded on social media, is canceled. They are ostracized and shunned by former friends, followers, and supporters alike, leading to declines in any careers and fan base the individual may have at any given time. And sometimes burnt so, at the stake. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> so what does cancellation actually look like? Well, at least in my research, there are three kinds of cancellation. Doxing, which is the intentional digging up of old information or statements to attack a celebrity. That's sort of what you saw with like James Gunn and Hartley Sawyer. Uh, again, two good examples we'll get into in a bit. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mark Wahlberg is under that category somewhere, somehow during his Marky Mark days. Probably. Probably. Uh, Doxing is also used as a form of attack, like bringing up somebody's address, like addresses yes, or normally absolutely public doxing. information, but like making it publicly visible i guess without somebody having to search for it like just posting right. it on an open forum saying here's their address exactly. here's their phone number that's also kind now, of i actually did not know what doxing meant until today until these guys literally just showed me and i was like wow that's yeah, it's up. leaking your documents literally it's just finding information to intentionally harm someone that's what doxing is which is yeah. a huge yeah. breach in privacy if you ask me but uh yeah, so at least when we're talking about doxing as it refers to cancel culture, we're talking about digging up information statements to attack a celebrity, right? Pretty clear cut, pretty simple definition. I don't think anyone's going to be confused by what doxing is based on that. Nine years ago, he said I was a poopy head. He must be canceled now. Yeah. My freaking God. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll get in. We'll, uh, we can get into why that's a problem later on, but that's typically the most, like, common form of cancel culture is doxing right yeah um trending and hashtagging it, that's another type of twitter attacking someone online for an opinion that goes against the established range of acceptability how dare you <laughs> i'm offended by that so can we think of some examples of trending or hashtagging hmm well, let's go on Twitter right now. I'm sure there's something happening. Literally, you can't go a day on Twitter without seeing someone being canceled for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, the example I had here, which uh, comes in and out for whatever reason, people lose their shit about it every couple months, then completely forget about it. Then, <laughs> you know, it, it's basically an endless cycle. But I had J.K. Rowling's uh, tweets on trans women, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody remembers the J.K. Rowling incident. Yeah, basically, it's a more... I, I wouldn't even call it a conservative opinion. I think it's a pretty center of the lane, pretty moderate opinion. But uh, her belief is that there's a difference between biological sex and gender. 
that trans women are women as far as gender is concerned, but you know, when it comes to biological sex, they're still biologically male. Which, <gasps> so, again, wait. You can't just say that. Oh my we, free- and look, I we can't can, believe you just said that. That's we anyone Look, I'm not going to bring up the whole, oh, look at what science says, because that's typically the argument that people use when they're trying to sound smarter than they are. But, you know, it's like it's a pretty set in stone issue at this point. I really don't have too much to add to that. And yeah, no, my thing is that's the I I'm still struggling to understand with because I'm like, where's the actual issue there? Like, here's the thing. You are allowed to live your life how you want. I will not judge you in any way, shape or form. You do you. If you are happy, I'm happy for you. For real. But that stuff, I'm like, why are you trying to make such a big issue out of that type of shit? What the hell? What? Well, that's the thing. I think if more people just had that sort of viewpoint, we'd be a lot happier as a, you know, community, as a world, you know, at whatever microcosmic level you want to apply that to, right? World peace, maybe, but God forbid. You know, you brought up science. Yeah. And uh, you know who used to do science? Um, Nazi scientists. Oh, um, Lord. Are you a Nazi or... Uh, are you just dog whistling for Nazism? Um, Edward Snowden, yeah, is that uh, you? Y- you know, John, you, you've, you've uh, tried ve- vegetarian diets in the past, right? You know who else was a vegetarian? I swear to Adolf God. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so that basically you're saying, oh, you're basically Hitler. Wait, you're a veteran? That's it. You know who else was a veteran? Who? <laughs> the Nazis. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and that's basically, like, the lengths that people will go to to try to diminish someone's accomplishments, right? Like, they'll actually say, oh, hey, argument by association, this person did something I don't like. That automatically means they must share the exact same viewpoints and exact same worldview as this other completely unrelated person just because they have this one similar trait in common. It's actually a pretty famous logical fallacy. <laughs> Us versus them, I tell you. Because mm-hmm. every single person I have always met has always had the exact same perspective as me on every subject we've talked about ever. 100%. The exact same guys. Let me That's tell right. you. That's right. And here's the thing, right? I know, I know for certain that I am a good person. Yeah. And I believe right? in good things. And that makes me a good person. <laughs> So if I believe in a thing, then that means that that thing is good because I'm a good person and I believe in good things. And if there's a thing that I believe in, that means that the thing is good. So if I don't believe in something, if I don't agree with something, that means that the thing is bad. Because if it was good, I would believe in it. And if you don't agree, then you're bad. It's simple. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think school children can understand this crap better than us at this point. <laughs> You know, it, it it's like, you got to remember, we live in an extremely diverse world, right? A lot of different people with a lot of different views. Oh, without a, a lot doubt. of it, you know, without a doubt. <laughs> no, that too, but yeah. In the US alone, we have two drastically different political parties, uh, you know, for, you know, broadly speaking, two drastically different political parties. Um, so, you know, there are definitely people on both sides who will automatically say, oh, this person has different beliefs than me. They must be bad. They must not be sane. They must have something wrong with them that they believe this God. or think this way. The amount of time people gave me that look. Yeah, vote them out, boys. <laughs> we already did. <laughs> and the, the obvious problem with that is, and I think this has been sort of accentuated by social media, by, uh, you know, cable news. I, I've heard the argument made that uh, Fox News has, like, drastically brought people to the right. Uh, but that's a whole other discussion. The problem with that is, 
oh, if you actually talk with someone else, you'll probably find out that they're not that drastically different from you, that they might just have a few core different beliefs, but that doesn't automatically make them a bad person. They just think differently than you. They've come to different conclusions based on information presented to them. Which, as an American, you are allowed to have different perspectives on things. Yeah. We do have a First Amendment still, despite the actions of some people. Woo. Yeah, thanks a lot. The concept of getting to know, like, both positions and getting all like their best arguments out in the open and learning that this person isn't just an enemy like they might have something that led them to think the way they do and you know whether you think it's justified or not they do and to them that's that's why they think they're right and you're wrong so that used to be a core tenant of episodes in star trek the next generation where it dealt with diplomatic situations like that Agreed. And now, you know what you get? You get, you bad, I kick you in the face, I blow you up with all of my lasers and 500,000 starships that are all coming out of the the uh, the, the uh, shuttle pod, or um, shuttle bay. Anyway, this isn't about Star Trek. God, can you not tell that I am bitter about that? <laughs> oh my god. You and your damn su- <laughs> You anyway. always are complaining about Star Trek, man. At one point during a podcast, you're always complaining about Star Trek. Shit. Like, so, look, the point <laughs> there is... It's a trope at this point. I know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, look, you, you could argue that, oh, hey, we are so divided that it's hard to actually get counter-arguments out that are cogent, right? Like, who's going to listen to someone's views on abortion if you're extremely pro-choice or extremely pro-life, you know? You, you're mm. only going to listen to the viewpoints that... And, again, this goes for pretty much every major political issue in this country, right? Um, you're probably... Pro pretty dead set on whatever you already believe. So you're probably not going to listen to a counter-argument. You're probably not going to agree with the counter-argument or even try to keep an open mind there. Especially if you're over the age of 40, your your mind is made pretty much. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, no, that's like a pretty devastating thing. Like, like I, I got my old man's stubbornness and my God, uh, we're amazed we're not dead yet. Um. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on to the last type of cancellation that I have noted here. Real-world cancellation, and again, this is sort of broadly defined, but uh, canceling someone for an action, either real or rumored, uh, essentially it's attacks on reputation, uh, and I specifically mentioned movements like Me Too and Time's Up, uh, but you you sort of see what I'm saying here, right? It's like literally trying to get someone fired from their job or removed from a position of power because of essentially something that they might have done in their past. And, you know, I feel like the flaws of Me Too and Time's Up were sort of brought to the forefront shortly after the movement sort of fell apart. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about that, actually. Mm. Oh, yeah. They were the biggest thing in 2018. Like, you couldn't read a newspaper without seeing that hashtag. Remember, specifically, it's just an example I remember, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was going to get canceled because oh there were some God. accusations thrown yeah, at him. And they delayed that. Cosmos Season 2 for, like... Ah, like a year and a half. I genuinely forgot about that. And they're like, we're conducting an internal investigation and yada yada. But then I I find out like later on, oh yeah, the investigation was done within like a month or two. Seriously? Why didn't you air the series then? It's because they have to wait for people to forget. Are you kidding me? Dude, I forgot after the day you literally put that in our group chat. Yeah. Like what? I was just like, bullshit. And then I was just like, let's see how it plays out. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, with Neil deGrasse Tyson specifically, it, it was, I think, two women accused him of acting inappropriately. And in both circumstances, it was sort of shown that there was no real ill will or nothing that could really be defined as sexual harassment. So yeah, we nailed Louis C.K.'s ass to the wall. Yeah, and we'll get to Louis C.K. because he's another one I have. Uh, oh, and he's up here. there, people. Don't worry, we'll get on his ass soon. <laughs> There's a lot um, more. So yeah, movements like Me Too and Times Up largely really don't exist anymore, right? Um, they did at the time being. You really couldn't go a day without seeing some uh, male celebrity who was being called out for sexual harassment. Um, I remember Terry Crews actually like made really? that being the first. He didn't oh, right. get yeah, canceled. Yeah. He was canceling someone. Apparently, oh. some former executive at some company he worked with uh, sexually harassed him, and because he's like this big muscular Whoa, guy, what? he couldn't fight back without like being accused of attacking her. You know? Oh my god! So yeah. or yeah, nobody so would like, would believe him. Yeah, because he looks like a bodybuilder. He is a bodybuilder. Oh, he still is. Christ. Yeah. But the thing is, that seems like so much more credible of a statement because it's it, it would be a very hard thing to make up. Like, why would you make that up? Exactly. Um, so that I, I think landed a little bit more. Um, but it's like, yeah, you have no idea what's going on in some of these situations, what could be construed incorrectly, so on and so forth. That, uh, you know, when it comes to Me Too and Time's Up, they were never movements that were going to survive just because of how they were uh, gone about. Mm. Well, I think the thing is, at this point, it's it, it's we're past the first initial wave of people like jumping on the train and doing it. But I still see it occasionally where it'll be some guy who's done something to somebody and or he's done it to a bunch of people. And it's like one decides to one coordinates with the others and decides to come out and then they do it all at once. But it Hell doesn't get like the traction that it used to. <laughs> <laughs> I like I think yeah, more or less. I think now it's established that we live in a time where it's more acceptable to come out with something like that and that was the whole goal of it. Yeah. But you know, because it's been around for a while now it's not going to get as much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, I think I feel like uh, it always varies. <clears throat> I think with any of these situations just, you know, a, a lot of behavior in these situations has changed, right? It, like what can be construed as sexual harassment, the scope's a lot broader. And I don't think that was necessarily a result of the Me Too movement. I think it's just a con that is actually probably more a consequence of uh, these sort of restrictions being put in place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I think people understand what I mean by real world cancellation. That that again is like sort of just the most broadly defined because there wasn't actually a name for it. I just sort of uh, came up with that. But uh, that one is tough. I feel like that one has the most potential for being justified if like the accusations turn out to be true, but. Right. The, the way it's gone about sometimes <clears throat> where, you know, you're guilty now and forget the or not forget the evidence, but like you you just have to be punished now before the evidence is allowed to be analyzed. I That's the part I don't agree with. So it, it's, uh, a, it, wait, it's essentially the French justice system. Oh, no, you're guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, isn't that the quote guilty until proven isn't? I was like so confused on because I keep hearing it getting reversed all the damn time and hearing it from both ways. So I was always like, I never knew which well, quote was correct. So look, in US law and in pretty much it, in basically in the way law is practiced in pretty much any country in the developed world, it's innocent until proven guilty. Right. You're assumed to be innocent until there's evidence presented that proves that you committed a crime beyond the shadow of a doubt. But there are countries and you typically see this in authoritarian governments. I mentioned the French judicial system for whatever reason. They're just a little bit weird in that way. But uh, it's the French. Essentially, you're 
thrown in prison and essentially proven guilty until uh, not proven guilty, but you're guilty until there's evidence presented to exonerate you. So I can be accused of stealing a baguette and they throw me in jail. What the? F- you're assumed guilty yeah, because oh if God. you weren't guilty, yeah. why else? Why else would you be accused? Right. Makes sense. Right. So, in France, specifically, <laughs> like, like, look, and I, I don't want to linger on that too much because I'm not an expert in French law, but it's like, um, in France specifically, the actual bar for um, accusing someone of guilt is a lot higher, right? So, you're not going to actually uh, uh, be accused of anything like stealing a baguette unless there's a lot of uh, eyes on you, unless there's an actual argument to be made for you having done this. That is almost exactly uh, how call-out yeah. culture, which is another way you can phrase it works though right like you get called out and it's like oh well if he didn't do anything he wouldn't be called out right obviously it makes sense yeah. yeah and you can always tell by how they're reacting to these rumors or uh allegations especially people um like lana del rey for example as well as um i don't know i feel like Nicki minaj would is is there somewhere as well I, i'm not sure though could you explain the lana del rey situation because i'm not super familiar there all right, so uh, fans were coming at her saying that her music was, in fact, not empowering to women. And then she went out on social media to say that people like Ariana Grande, Joja Cat, Beyonce, I could go on with a bunch of other um, uh, artists as well. But uh, the majority of the ones she used as examples happened to be black. And everybody then went at her going like, whoa, what you just said was pretty much racist. And then that she kept like trying to defend herself. And then uh, that led to what we know known as hashtag canceled. Right. So that's more of the trending example. Yeah. Which is insane to me, which I was like, whoa, what? What? I mean, look, I'm not super privy to the whole situation. I, I think she's still making music and still has a pretty dedicated fan base. So uh, uh, likely I, I don't believe like being canceled is actually real as well, because people keep saying, oh, so and so is canceled. I'm like, then why are you listening to his album? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because there's not a clear uh, definition of when someone's canceled. The person is over party. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of these hits really don't land, and some of them really do land, right? Like uh, Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey is an obvious example of a guy who was canceled. Yeah, he's on my list. uh, Obviously was up to some iffy shit, uh, and obviously got his career ruined because of it. He was Frank Underwood. Yeah. We know he's guilty. He told us. So, yeah, he's obviously one of the uh, examples of cancel culture working in everyone's favor, right? Like, Pretty he much. probably shouldn't have a career if he's going to abuse his yeah. power like that. Harvey Weinstein is another Oh, my lord, that. that piece of shit. <laughs> and, yeah, if you're that obviously just abusing your position for personal gain, uh, and I, I shouldn't say personal gain because that sounds like, oh, you're just profiting off of your position, right? If you're that obviously abusing your power to essentially uh, self-ingratiate harass people and yeah, self-ingratiate is probably the best catch all for it. You probably shouldn't be in that position. So I have a whole few paragraphs here just asking the question, is cancel culture real? And my uh, thesis here is yes, yes, cancel culture is real. If you didn't get our point from the last 20 minutes of this thing, the overwhelming and the overwhelming consensus is that cancel culture is real. Wait, it's not fake news. (laughs) So fake. 
<laughs> Every once in a while, I still hear or see someone on social media, and you see it on Twitter all the time because Twitter is basically a cesspool. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm on Twitter all the time. It's a fucking cesspool. It, no, Twitter Twitter is a garbage shoot. Uh, Facebook's the cesspool. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> They're both latrines in a, in a porta potty. They're both bad. They're both bad. Yeah. But anyway, there's a lot of dumb people on here who want to completely ignore cancel culture. Who want to say that. Do oh, people are not actually getting dethroned or getting removed from positions of powers. They're not actually losing their jobs. There's no consequences. Exactly. Uh, they're not being deplatformed or anything like that. It's purely Shane fictional. Dawson. It's purely a word that right-wingers came up with to try to, uh, you know, sound more woke or some shit. <laughs> but, uh, Hashtag it, It's woke. like all these arguments sort of fall flat, but we'll get into that. An example, if I could bring up really quick before I forget it. Go ahead. This was some few years back. There was something about an employee of Google who um, th- there was some policy going on where I don't know if it was like incentivizing or th- th- there was something about preferential treatment or restructuring of how the workplace flows to make it more suitable to like women and minorities. And there was a guy who wrote an essay. It was only meant to be distributed internally, kind of saying how these guidelines yeah, that Google this. laid out. Like internally to the company wise? Yeah, just to the company. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just making sure I'm following here. Like, I think in his own place of work, not even like widely throughout the whole company. It's obviously Google is huge, but. So, like, uh, let's just say like his department yeah, of. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I guess. A few people in his department. It was basically a criticism of this version of Google's policy. Which And he, he listed all of these reasons, fully explained himself how it wouldn't be a constructive way to kind of promote diversity in the workplace. And he listed all these ways that they could promote it. But it's because he included one thing that hinted, just hinted, that maybe, just maybe, uh, I think it was specifically women might have, on average, less of an aptitude for something like, I don't know, like hardcore coding. It, it, it was just what? very lightly hinting at that. Right. And I've heard the argument, I, and I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I've heard the arguments made that there are some jobs that men are just better suited for. Yeah. But yeah, it's literally just an opinion when it comes down to it. It's one of the people he sent it out to ended up leaking it, and he was fired. <laughs> Never to return to Google. I have no idea what this entire thing is. Like, what is that? This is the first I'm hearing about all of this. What? Um, I'll, I'll try to find his name if I can. But oh, yeah, anyway, uh, you should actually be surprised who also is on my list for uh, celebrities to be hashtag canceled, man. Like, because even though I'm like, OK, how can you call him out for that? And oh, here we go. Uh, do tell. So this is an article on NBC News. All right. This is how they frame it. This was written in 2018. So his name is James Damore. And the headline says, Google engineer fired for writing manifesto on women's, in quotations, neuroticism, sues company. And it says, a former engineer who wrote a sexist manifesto disparaging Google's efforts to close the gender gap is now suing, claiming the search giant discriminates against conservative white men. Now, I saw a few interviews with this guy. I don't know if it was Joe Rogan or what, but... I don't think it was on Joe Rogan. I I feel like I would have remembered that. It did not come across the way this article portrays it. Well, 
So look, mm. I disagree with that viewpoint. It goes without saying I disagree with that viewpoint. But ultimately, your job performance should be what you're ultimately judged upon in those situations, right? You shouldn't be fired for essentially having an opinion. You know, I feel like that's common sense, but... He literally was trying to make things work better from what I'm hearing from this story. Yeah, was there something that hinted at something negative? Yeah, but do you deserve to get fired for just trying to put in your opinion naturally overall trying to make something work better for your coworkers and your company. Yeah. Like it might sound like I'm trying to dress it up and defend it. But what I'm really trying to say, going back to a point I made before is that he presented his side of the thing in, at least to, to my understanding at the time when I was keeping up with all of it, like it, to his best ability, he was trying to present it objectively and he gets completely canceled for it. This sounds very professional is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's more or less, yeah. Like, exactly. I'm hearing this guy try to act as professional as humanly possible because obviously if he wasn't, there would have been something derogatory and brought up immediately. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he came out and said, uh, you know, women are dumb and stupid and kick them out and this is, uh, not, just Google should not hire any women. He didn't say that. I can say that for certain. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know how I feel about it on that one, man. Yeah. Anyway, go on with the uh, whatever was okay. next. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, one that I was actually really surprised about was Sebastian Stan. Oh, mm. okay. What because, was he canceled for? And here's the thing: yeah. he didn't even do anything. It's because his girlfriend at the time dressed up as a geisha, and the caption said "Asian night." Okay, and they sure were calling it cultural appropriation. I, I could, oh, yeah, okay. I could see that. Could be dicey. Okay, yeah. okay, but here's the thing. Is that bad? Absolutely. But is that his fault? No. I wouldn't even really call that a cancellation. That's more of just a call out, right? That's more of, yeah. Yeah, that's a call out. But that's why even I was just like, okay, what is cancel culture then? And yeah, just go back to the beginning of the video if you want all of the damn descriptions and definitions yeah. again. So I, I will say, um, you know, if you were in blackface like 20 or 30 years ago, which is- Jimmy you know, Fallon. Uh, I was thinking Justin Trudeau, but yeah, Jimmy Fallon too. Oh, him too? <laughs> yeah, he was like dressed up in brown face. Oh he was God. like dressed up as a chic at a Halloween party. Um, That's messed up. <laughs> it's like, look, 20 or 30 years ago, and I think the Fallon sketch was like early 2000s, and we're in that, so about 20 I, years I ago. I think yeah. he actually, when he did tweet it out, it was like around 2000, 2002. Pretty yeah. sure. Well, but Twitter I'm, wasn't around then. I'm not very right. Well, not when he tweeted out. Twitter was invented in 2006. I, I'm saying. Oh um, shit! Well, screw. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? I like I said, I don't remember these when things the well. Aired. I miss when the sketch all aired, the damn yeah, time, and I do it been... on, and I do it by accident. I am not doing this on purpose. Yeah. So <laughs> when when the sketch aired, it would have had to have been the late 90s, early 2000s, which is when he was at SNL. Uh, about like um, yeah. So yeah, about 20 years ago. Point I'm trying to make is. Back then, it was a little more acceptable. It, you know, it's never not been racist, but at the same time, it, it's like it was totally acceptable for comedic purposes to like dress in blackface. Not okay now, but can we really judge people today based on those standards? Hmm. That is an interesting question, because yeah. if you think about accountability, how far are you willing to go with it to punish people now for something that... I mean, like, take that one sketch, for example. Does that really even harm anything now? No. Per se? I, I, I don't think it even really changes anyone's perspective of Jimmy Fallon. He's still very wholesome. I don't even know what sketch it was. I've never seen a single episode of Saturday Night Live ever. He, he basically he, he played Chris Rock in a sketch, like, in, yeah. in full blackface. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I read the article about, like, what it, like the context of it. I was just like, freaking, why? Was he doing a Halloween thing? And then I read it being a skit and all that. I'm like... 
why wouldn't you just get Chris Rock? Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> like it was meant to poke fun at Chris Rock, which is why they probably didn't have another black guy doing it. I mean, yeah, I get that. But I mean, hey, if <laughs> you have careers like Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Tucker, you should be able to make fun of yourself, man. Come on. Especially if you are in the, uh, let's just say, uh, profession of comedy. Right. So, for all intents and purposes, uh, the purpose of him dressing up in blackface was for a sketch. It was for primetime yeah. television. Or, I guess, SNL. Late night television, not, I would late say, night, really. Yeah, it's not primetime. Um, at that point, it's like it wasn't even up to him to dress up in blackface. So, why the fuck is he the one bearing the brunt of that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't do the makeup. We know he doesn't do his makeup. I'm sure so. he wasn't even the one who wrote the sketch. I'm sure there was a ton <laughs> of people who greenlit the whole thing, and no one was called out for it besides him. So yeah. what's up there? But of course, he must apologize oh, or yeah. else, you know, you must apologize. And what does that even do? It changes nothing, really. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing so changed. I had the whole uh, paragraph here is cancel or multiple paragraphs here is cancel culture real. Um so the major argument when it comes to the reality of cancel culture is not whether or not it's really real. It's more, is it justified, right? So yeah, that's what we are discussing. Here's man, the- man, let me tell you, when I bring up the Johnny Depp points, oh, oh boy. So here are the arguments in favor of cancel culture. Every action has consequences. People who commit social faux pas deserve the ridicule of affected communities on social media. These aren't actual quotes. It's just more or less summed up versions of what I've heard from uh, arguments such as these. Uh, Culture has evolved within the past few years, and social media reflects that. One must get with the times or fall into obsolescence. And black indigenous people of color and other discriminated groups are regularly attacked online on the basis of their identity. So this type of hate Mm -hmm. speech shouldn't have a presence in modern society. And that's essentially when it comes down to it. Those are the arguments that you typically hear for why certain people should be canceled, why certain people should be doxxed, why certain people with more conservative viewpoints mm-hmm. shouldn't have any sort of platform anymore. Now, like, yeah. it, here's the example here where it works perfectly and it's justified. Kevin Spacey, absolutely. Johnny Depp, yeah, y'all fucked up. Come on, man. Oh, he literally didn't do anything wrong and he was still canceled. Like, seriously, that is what made me so mad about the cancel culture thing. Like, how we literally destroyed that man. Everybody literally destroyed that man. I didn't say a thing because I didn't believe everything because I saw that man with cuts and bruises on his face and neck, too. Oh, yeah. Amber like, basically abused him and she's still working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's an Aquaman, too. Yeah, no, cancel that shit. Um, That's ha- an actual hashtag cancel. Yeah, I will say it really bugged me that uh, they replaced Johnny Depp for... It, like, I, I don't know if you guys watch the Harry Potter movies at all, but it just really bugged me that, uh, like, he was pretty good I in Crimes of Grindelwald. I have only seen the first one. So he was in Crimes of Grindelwald as Grindelwald, uh, who's essentially, oh, right, right, like, right. The, he's essentially the Hitler of the magic world, where, uh, oh, more so than uh, Voldemort, because he predated uh, That's it, he's literally Hitler, get him out. <laughs> oh my god, um, stop. <laughs> and, you know, he makes an appearance at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts, uh, he's the primary antagonist in the second one, mm-hmm. uh, Despite the fact that the second one was a pretty mediocre movie, he was pretty great in the role because, you know, he's Johnny Depp. He's a great actor. Of course, he's going to be great in the role. Johnny Depp is a fantastic a- actor, man. Him in Blow when he was playing El Americano, George Young, was one, is still one of my favorite films of all time. Right. So the point I'm making here is uh, he lost his job. He uh, was replaced by Mads Mikkelsen, which, again, not Ooh. necessarily a bad casting. Uh, Kaiselius from Doctor Strange. Ah, thank um, you. 
And yeah, who, by the way, Mads Mikkelsen, great actor. I'm sure he'll do oh, a no, great he, role. He, I loved him in Strange. Um, and he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Like he's also, uh, he was Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal prequel series. And, uh, I never watched that shocker. He was the again. main villain in Casino Royale. <laughs> yes, he was. he was. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> James Bond. First, Daniel Craig, James Bond. That, yeah. <laughs> what is James Bond? Guys. No, you, you say, what is James Bond? Just <laughs> guys, I know what James Bond is. But you haven't seen Casino Royale. <laughs> Next ep- episode 70 is going to be roasting Jack for everything he has never seen ever. So <laughs> it's going to be a new series on the Utterly Nonsense channel. Jack's never seen. First reaction Jack finally watches Terminator. <laughs> we could probably capture literally all the audio that from the times we've had Jack on and make an hour long video just on the uh, movies and television shows he hasn't seen. You really could. <laughs> you have my consent. <laughs> what was I saying? Okay, so. He was literally fired for nothing. He was yeah, exactly. I, I'm not even sure what the official reason that Warner Brothers gave for getting rid of him. It, it, it's yeah, like at, at this point, yeah. from my point of view, it doesn't even look like he's had enough. I don't know negative public attention that would even warrant a decision like that to just get rid of him. Like, what would they have to lose? Are, are do they really think that enough people are going to boycott the movie that it's going to cut into their precious profits? Holy shit! We have to make that dollar every single dollar. We need it. Get rid of him. Well, that's the thing. The rationale makes literally no sense. Might as well bring Daniel Radcliffe back if they want more money. Then I mean, look, if it was just a matter of public opinion, the public's overwhelmingly on Johnny Depp's side. No one thinks yeah. he did anything wrong. It's literally just a few executives, yeah. and you know, there was, I guess, some initial bad press about him but that wasn't enough to last people's minds oh let's be real amber definitely did say something and do like get involved you know what it is all the people uh who made that decision at warner brothers they're simps they're simps <laughs> for her. Yeah. That- that's it Oh no! You can't say that on Twitch. Now you gotta get canceled. You can't say simp. It's oh my God. it's That's it's derogatory. Oh yeah, I forgot they actually did cancel that. You can't even say virgin anymore. And I was like, what? What? How dare so you what? talk about my sexual practices? You are canceled, sir. So um, I'm like, who cares? With, with Twitch, <laughs> is it just writing in the chat that gets you like removed for saying those words, or is it literally just? Uh, a- no, I think you. It's saying it in in offensive terms. I believe <laughs> that's ridiculous. saying it in an offensive manner, which is obviously wide open to interpretation. Yeah, that's a pretty ridiculous policy. Yeah, yeah considering, like I said, a lot of things are capable of varying depending on the scenario. Yeah, I do want to emphasize um something in favor of canceling whoa shock uh there are definitely people who should be held accountable for doing uh heinous things committing terrible acts like for instance harvey weinstein i don't think anyone would disagree that he belongs all the way in prison for the rest of time or uh bill cosby bill cosby's another good one yeah bill cosby like when there's an overwhelming amount of evidence against them then yeah absolutely Get rid of them. Get them out. Oh, yeah. Stop doing the thing. Just, I don't know, recast them, whatever. But it's like, when it's some light shit or just a joke, nobody cares about that. That's not going to cut into profits long term. That, And let's be Seriously. real. Whenever it's like them getting uh, kicked off or fired from, because largely we see this with people in entertainment. Whenever it's them getting kicked off of something, it's because the company is so, so, so worried about losing that extra advertising dollar or that one little ticket. That's what it's about. It's all about that cash money. 
largely. Seriously, money is playing a massive factor. Which, look, you can't blame the business for trying to make a profit, but... And you can't either, yeah. (laughs) At least in this case, it was... Oh, I blame him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) It was definitely not justified. Um, Anyway, so just to go with the arguments uh, against cancel culture, which I guess is sort of the crux of this video... Um, uh, crux of this podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is for the people right. who don't deserve it. To be clear, uh, well, it, it, it's up. To, it's up to interpretation, depending on your viewpoints. Right. Like I've said, everybody's perspective well, th- is different. This is more saying, oh, cancel culture shouldn't exist. Uh, at, broadly speaking, it does well, more harm than good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it's more like how far should mm-hmm. it be taken? Like, I think the ultimate point of this is to try to define what we think. Like you said is uh, an instance in when it's justified and to point out all of the vast amount of instances where it wasn't and why. Mm-hmm. Um, At so, least according to us. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the main arguments here, which I think are more uh, broad, more, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's as much nuance to them. I think they're pretty straightforward. Uh, people are losing their jobs and reputations as a direct result of these mm-hmm. cancellations. Uh, much of the unearthing of social media. So here we're specifically talking about doxing uh, more so than uh, trending and hashtagging, because it seems like the trending and hashtagging really isn't an effective way of canceling someone. Doxing is a little more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, because I, bl- if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Chris DeLille was canceled because people were posting messages of him trying to groom underage women. Sorry, Last Chris DeLille? Yeah. Did I say his name wrong? I, I have no idea who you're talking about. That's why I'm... Uh, uh the comedian. Oh, Chris D'Elia. Yeah, however the hell you say his name. <laughs> the guy from you that... Learn how to pronounce Italian names, Jack. Excuse me, I'm an Irish and Scott. We don't hey. pronounce anything right. Hey, you offended my Italian heritage? Oh my god, get over Cagliano. You get canceled. I, I feel like we do right have now. to say here because we're going to get attacked for saying it. John and I are both Italian. You know, we're allowed to call it out, okay? I will get attacked by both of these guys every single time, and I do mispronounce a lot of things. I, I, I'm also doing that thing with my hand right now. You can't see it, but I'm doing the, you know. I, I know you're you, doing the thing with your damn <laughs> hand right now. <laughs> So, yeah, the other point I had here for uh, arguments against, uh, much of the unearthing of social media seems to be designed to specifically attack and discredit high-profile public figures. Um, And, you know, here specifically I had uh, James Gunn and Harley Sawyer mentioned, which I can talk about those Mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, we did do a James Gunn episode in the past. It was called The James Gunn Fiasco. (laughs) Seriously, we did that? Well, we we broke the news on an early podcast. I don't think we did a whole podcast about it but uh no we did it it was literally just a a specific james gun episode i think it was like number 31 or 32 something like that 33 wow i don't remember doing that much about it but uh i uh, i don't remember either we talked about it when he got rehired to do guardians 3 and uh suicide squad 2 but the suicide Suicide squad Squad, yeah it's not suicide squad 2 it's the suicide squad It's, it's a soft reboot of course how could i forget anyway so yeah, James Gunn obviously got his job back, but uh, most, I, I shouldn't say even most, but uh, a lot of the celebrities who are in this position uh, of getting doxxed, of getting their old tweets unearthed, usually don't have a career after that or find it really difficult to get work after that. Uh, James Gunn is an overwhelmingly popular figure, uh, great director, 
pretty much all the Guardians movies were cash cows for Marvel, so they knew they didn't want to lose him. And the cast had his back. And, you know, even after he got hired back, there was a lot of unearthing of documents from uh, Disney basically saying that they had no plans to actually hire someone in his place. And, you know, we talked about Taika Waititi possibly getting the job of uh, Guardians 3 director, and obviously that didn't pan out. Um, No one wanted to replace James Gunn, because how the hell could you get anyone else to capture his vision for Guardians? You can't. <laughs> yeah, no. You really can't? No, it's impossible. Can't be done. So, Hartley Sawyer, I'll just go over briefly. Similar situation, kind of. Still, by the way, I don't think he's gotten an acting job since he was fired from The Flash, but uh, it was it was basically an identical situation, right? Like, uh, he... Uh, he, Yeah, he was... I, I think he literally tweeted about sexually assaulting someone from Better Press or some shit? Like... He had apparently tweeted out some jokes about sexual harassment. Like, Yeah, even, I just remember that. Nothing suggesting he had actually done anything, but literally he was on Twitter a decade ago tweeting about mm-hmm. things like... Yeah. Uh, this is before he's in Log and Gated Man on the Flash show. Way, yeah, way before. before that. Way what, before. Yeah, like... It, like so lo- it, it like, was the same yeah. thing like he was trying to get a little more popular by being a provocateur and making all these stupid jokes i yeah, mean they I were mean, pretty stupid and but you know i mentioned this lower down in my notes mean being controversial all the time like kanye <laughs> so i mentioned this lower down in my notes but uh in the early days of twitter people used to tweet out outrageous things just to try to get more attention that's how the algorithm sort of worked you know Look, it, yep. how can you really judge someone for the actions of a decade ago? I, I mean, you could argue that in the case of Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or Bill Cosby, obviously they raped people. Mm-hmm. They should not be in that position. I would say if they're still that same person, then you can judge them by it. That's different from making an offensive joke, though. You shouldn't be fired for that. Yeah, it's like the thing is, the, the thing about jokes is the timing, right? The timing is the most important thing. Look at Ricky Gervais's career and then come back to me about getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, obviously a big portion of it is uh, what role are you in that you could be canceled? What role are you in that uh, your jokes could be taken out of context? Exactly. It all depends what you're doing. Yeah. And like, if I made a joke about a tragedy that just happened right after it happened, then yeah, like, you probably shouldn't do that. I don't know if you should get your whole career axed for that. That's debatable and maybe would depend on the severity of like how bad the joke was in terms of like going the length to actually offend people with it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's just something stupid, it's it's in the past. Nobody cares. Nobody even knew about it until some doofus brought it up. Yeah. Speaking of the really stupid ones, people... Stop canceling Demi Lovato. Holy <laughs> shit. Stop this stupid her and Selena Gomez, blah, 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 back and forth. Stop it. Nobody cares anymore. No one. What what attempt exactly was made to cancel her? It was I, like, I know you had mentioned this before we started recording, but I've never actually heard of her even being attempted to uh, get removed from So the main thing why people want to cancel her is because uh, rumors about burner accounts talking smack about Selena Gomez. That's all I know about and what I read about. And I was just like, because it was just so stupid to me. I'm like, all right, it's petty drama at this point. And guess who does that all the time? Fucking tabloids. Do you believe them? No. Do, are you going to read about it? Maybe. Okay, yeah, I, I don't fucking care then. <laughs> if you, is your IQ less than 80? Oh, you're reading that shit and believing it. Yep. Uh, so anyway, there have been a few articles, and I, I pulled a Time article specifically. Uh, 
essentially calling into question the existence of council culture. And, you know, I made the point before we actually started recording here that, uh, you know, a lot of these arguments mm-hmm. are pretty weak. They're pretty easily disproven. Uh, in this article by Time specifically, which I think is, at least when I pulled this, it was like one of the number one search results for is cancel culture real, <laughs> right? Um, the writer claimed that canceling is necessary to remove toxic people from various professional fields, suggests that cancel culture is not real because it is often justified. So basically they're saying cancel culture is real, but it's okay because it's, you know, a net positive. Because it gets rid of people that I disagree with. Yeah, and I, I think the actual title of the article was... Uh, Hold on, I have this pulled up in a separate tab here. Uh, cancel culture is not real, at least not in the way people think. <laughs> so it's like one of these claims where you're basically refuting your own argument there, you know. Um, so, yes, yeah, there's no actual argument made to disprove cancel culture. I think that one specifically was really just sort of clickbaity. But uh, I, I think the point still stands that uh, if your argument that cancel culture is not real is that, oh, it's justified, then you're not actually arguing that it's not real. You're arguing that it's justified. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> You're yeah. arguing for it when it agrees with you. And that's most of the arguments you hear here, that uh, people are using it as some sort of buzzword instead of actually addressing the underlying issues. But, uh, hmm. Yeah. I, I feel oh, like I, I it, see. It, like just saying, right? oh, the, this group of people claims cult and cancel culture exists because this white supremacist got removed from Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly the right. same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, like actively calling for, and, and this also goes to like the whole free speech, freedom of speech argument. Right. It's like active calls to violence. That's not protected speech. No, it's not. And it I don't think it ever been. was. No, I, I'm, I'm sure there was some court case that I'm forgetting about that. Uh, probably. Uh, you know, uh, reaffirm the uh, idea that, you know, violence is not protected speech, but uh, I'm drawing blank. Um, yeah, so free speech in general has been pretty universally protected under the First Amendment. Uh, hate but, speech know, is pretty much universally okay. Um, well, at least here. You just can't say bomb at an airport or fire at a movie theater because yeah. obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah. And even then, you wouldn't be really prosecuted yeah. under the First Amendment or anything like that. It's more like, oh, you might get on a no-fly list. or I mean, you definitely be getting slapped with a fine. I know there's going to be consequences. I don't know right. what kind, but they're... There's a yeah, I'd kind of be curious about that. There is one. I'm not sure what it is. I, yeah, I don't study I, the law, people. I mean, look, <laughs> you hear about those situations altogether, um, all the time, right? Like a uh, yelling bomb in an airport or fire in a crowded space. But I, I don't know if anyone's ever actually been prosecuted for doing either of those things. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't think anybody's stupid enough to do that either. Yeah, I, there's yeah. definitely people that are stupid enough to do that. Let's be real. Oh, and trust me, yeah. I, I know too, because I'm one of those stupid people. <laughs> and you know, some people would argue. That even things that could be considered hate speech or like talking about fringe topics, like going really deep into conspiracies to the point of rallying people to go do something. People would argue that that's a big major flaw with the whole freedom of speech concept. Right. Like mm. to, to the point where you allow people to say certain things and then it leads to this, to leads to violence just by saying like these things are not are not violent inherently. But the nature of them would lead to violence because fear, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. So it is important to mention. (laughs) My voice hurts for you. It is important to mention, especially since, you know, because of the events this past week where you're seeing a lot of purging of conservative Twitter accounts. And, you know, obviously Mm. the president was removed from Twitter. 
Broadly speaking, there's very little regulation on social media platforms in relation to the First Amendment. Uh, They essentially have full control over what people can post, uh, what content is uh, gathered. Uh, There's really no sort of restrictions from the law because the First Amendment doesn't extend to online communication. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, the rule right now is that the Internet is essentially the Wild West. you know, people can essentially, if they have the tools to post online, you can essentially do whatever you want, barring, uh, you know, not violating whatever websites rules you're posting. Barring on. outright illegal content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can't post like. Hi, child welcome to the dark web. Dark online. Zuckerberg here. Yeah. Or, or, of course, as we know, <laughs> nothing copyrighted, or else you yeah. will be put in prison now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I don't think that actually got passed, but uh, yeah. no, it did. Did it seriously? Say what? It, it did, but Wait, it what? apparently wasn't exactly like people thought it was. Like, it's yeah. supposed to mainly target people who just outright stream copyrighted content. Like, if you went on Twitch okay. and just put up a movie that, say, isn't free on YouTube and people would have to pay for, then they can actually come after you. Okay, Serious? I can see how wow. that's a little bit different. I, yeah, I was going to say, if you're just playing, like, uh, Come Sail Away in the back of your Twitch stream... Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like you wouldn't be able to enforce a law that actually fines or sentences people uh, as a result of having copyrighted music just in the background, you know? Yeah, supposedly it, uh, it won't go that far, but of course that remains to be seen. Right. Um, anyway, the point yeah. the point I was trying to make is there's still very little regulation on online content, especially in the case of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, the big social media networks. Uh, the big three. They don't have the to big abide tech. by First Amendment productions. Yeah, if someone posts something intentionally hateful on Twitter, they're probably going to get suspended or at least get that tweet pulled. As is the algorithm's job. Yeah, so the argument is, and, you know, the argument you should be making is, uh, should the First Amendment apply to these networks? Is this an extension of free speech since you don't technically have to be on Twitter, but uh, you're living in this country? Is it really the same ballpark? Um, I would argue that, yeah, it probably should apply to that rule, right? Uh, essentially, any mass communication platform is going to have the same sort of impact uh, as, you know, just talking to someone in person. Um, the only difference is more people will have the potential to see it. Yeah, and look, if you're in this sort of massive space, uh, especially if you're a public official, uh, you really shouldn't have things that you're saying outwardly being removed from the site. If you're a public official, you should be able to get your message out to the people. Right. Well, also, he can literally have press conference anytime he wants. Just saying. That's also true. Yeah. Like he, He's free to meet with the press and answer questions as it, as he can because he's uh, got one right next door to wherever that what room he's in. I know Twitter has some kind of world leaders on the platform policy. I didn't read through it, but I just want to know, like, what do they do if, say, and this is just an example, if Iran goes on there and says, we want to nuke Israel right now, right the hell now? Yeah, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, could, I, I don't even think that could be viewed as a formal declaration of war or uh, an actual military command or anything like that. That too, because you also have to like literally look at the count and see if it's just like, you know, some 14 year olds being dicks. I don't know. Yeah. And again, you heard that all the time throughout the Trump presidency, right? He'd often tweet before actually enacting any sort of executive order or policy. Uh, he's really just talking. Yeah, and also, I'm pretty sure I remember him tweeting when like North Korea was like developing something 
And he was. Just, oh yeah, he was calling him uh, like Little Kim or whatever that. Show. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I'm not talking about how he was like uh, insulting Kim Jong Un, but I'm not surprised he was. But I'm pretty sure he said, "Oh, he may have a button on his desk, but mine's bigger." I was like, "What?" And then I'm pretty sure World War Three was trending after that, so that's what I was just more confused on what the hell was going on that day. I don't know. I was. I'm pretty sure I was drunk when all that was going on. Yeah, it's look, it's a weird set of circumstances, but the point I was trying to make here and the point that I think a lot of uh, legal scholars and a lot of people who actually work in media law have been trying to make is, uh, you know, you shouldn't be outwardly removed from these platforms if you're a public official. And, you know, look, in the past, uh, Twitter has enacted rules basically saying if you're a public official, you're not allowed to block your constituents. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of a weird uh, double standard there, you know. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of double standards in the world. Yeah, but that just rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, it shouldn't come down to big tech to decide who gets censored, right? Like, especially with this whole Trump situation, it sort of sets a dangerous precedent. Big tech shouldn't be able to outwardly censor a politician just because they disagree with what he's saying. I mean, I remember if, like, again, I'm remembering exactly what I read. Uh, I believe the reasoning for Twitter's banning of Trump's account was because of the inciting of violence as literally what happened. (laughs) I I mean, so I think that was the reasoning. But hey, I mean, if I'm wrong there, but like, I'm just saying if you're continually doing this after being warned, what do you expect, man? So yeah, I, th- I think that is the reasoning they gave, that this account incites violence or some shit like that. I believed, I feel like he was warned several times, but that was just never released to the public. Well, th- look, the thing is, uh, at least knows? in relation to this most recent event, uh, there's no evidence on Twitter that he ever actually like told his supporters, go attack the Capitol or anything like that. Uh, in fact, he actually did, like, the following day, condemn the violence, on like, in a tweet. Yeah, I saw that, and he got removed after it anyway. I think it was because he still included his own bit about how everything was so fraudulent. I think that's mainly well, what they were going yeah, after, is I that think, his yeah. constant preaching of that is a direct cause of what happened, and that's the reasoning, because he just won't stop talking about it. So, look, I will say... It's pretty dangerous that the leader of a democracy like the U.S. is outwardly saying, oh, this democracy is a lie. Oh, this election Mm. was stolen from me, you know, without evidence. Yeah, like, who are you to question the very democracy that you literally made your fortune off of? You know what it was? It's because uh, all the votes that weren't for him were the ones that were fake because (laughs) they don't agree with me. That's, yeah, clearly I won, basically. So I won. Look, on its face, that should obviously come off as ridiculous to anyone who's looking at the evidence. I don't even think Trump actually believes that's true. I think he's just trying to rile up his base. They know that he would never accept defeat, so he's trying to play off that. And obviously, that led to a lot of the sort of the, like festering feelings that sort of led to the Capitol attack. But, uh, you know, can you say that he like explicitly, uh, you know, asked his supporters to do this or explicitly, uh, you know, uh, tried to get them to go into this position. I, I don't think you can make that argument, but that's something that I'm hearing a lot of people saying. Yeah, I don't know about that. And the thing is that when you have a platform that's as big as something like Twitter is, or even Facebook, the moment they strike down somebody, even him, then all of the smaller platforms are going to start falling in line and follow suit because they don't want to be the one odd man out 
and, to, and have people say, oh, oh, why didn't you do it? They all did it. What's wrong with you? You promoting this now? <laughs> and that's the danger of it. That kind of group. I don't want to say group thing, but it's group. Thing. Just, yeah. you know, the top down effect of thing at the top has decided this is bad. And now everybody else must conform or else they'll be ostracized as well. You can't defend this. Yeah, guys, we just got to go back to mob mentality and forget about being individuals. We just need to go- come as one giant conglomerate and think the same exact thing. No individualism whatsoever. Who's with me? Allow me to... Wow, man, I just, I just really wanted to smack myself in the face. Damn. Allow me to echo that sentiment. We, we are the Borg. Lower your shields <laughs> and surrender your ships. You will be assimilated. Your biological and technological uniqueness will be added to our own. Your culture will adapt to serve us. Resistance is futile. So, look, it. you could argue... Uh, <laughs> Stop could ar- bringing Star Trek into this, damn it. <laughs> it's so great, because that's the ultimate example of I know, the I know. extreme <laughs> collectivist and at the same time kind of uh, exploitive capitalist uh, manifestation. In, in the Borg, you are all completely serving the collective. There is zero individuality. You all just serve the purpose for everyone. It's single-minded direction of orders and all that you are as a person, all of your you know mental faculties, your physical abilities, all will be used as a resource for the benefit of the collective. It's like the fullest extent of exploitation of people. I was literally trying to think of what the Doctor Who villains were, but that were like that too, but I couldn't remember. But with you just coming in with the Star Trek one, I was just like, nope, that wins. That's perfect. (laughs) That was the best way to do that. I mean, I was sort of thinking uh, Rick and Morty with Unity, which I think is actually- Oh, yeah, that too, that too. I'm pretty sure that's a direct parody of Star Trek, or or at least the uh, Patton Oswalt character in that episode is. Maybe, I want to know. Yeah, it's it's definitely been done a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of sci-fi versions of the whole hive mind thing, the concept <laughs> itself. So yeah, the point I was going to make before is uh, should public officials, meaning politicians, mm-hmm. congressmen, presidents, world leaders, etc., uh, essentially be judged by the same standards as normal citizens, normal users of these platforms? Well, isn't it the normal everyday citizens that elect them to those positions in the first place? Yeah, it is. So, and, you know, again, if you're looking at uh, most people. They know better. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's sort of a complicated situation there. And I, I know, again, under certain, like, media law, there's certain uh, exceptions for public officials since a lot of their information is public. And, that, and that's understandable as well, but it really does have to vary on the scenario and yeah. what's actually being said. Media law and ethics. Yes. Oh it was God, a class we took in college. Class. It's also an actual area of study, so that's yeah. why I bring it up. Now, but, when you uh, say normal person, do you mean like celebrity kind of person or do you mean like a teacher who goes on Facebook and says something and say the parents of one of the kids sees it and then spreads it and sends it to the school's like superintendent and then the teacher gets fired because they had an opinion that they disagreed with? Yeah, God forbid they post a picture with a drink in their hand. Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah, that. No, okay, that was before cancel culture, right? Teachers on Facebook or whoever. Yeah, well before, well before. But that was part of it, you could yeah, say. It sort of is. It's the same ballpark, yeah. It, it, it was a precursor, I'll say. Mm. Yes. It's all been building up to this. Anyway, uh, should public officials be judged at the same standard as normal people? I would argue that they shouldn't be. 
Um, but yeah, obviously there's certain exceptions. There's typically more protections for your average citizen under First Amendment rules than, uh, you know, people in that position. Now, when you say should it be, you mean there should be more leeway given to basically, public officials? No, basically what I'm saying is, uh, you know, the, if I would say I tweet out uh, something super offensive that gets me banned from Twitter, um, that should be the same standard that a politician is judged by. Likewise, if a politician okay. doesn't get canceled for saying that, the average person should not. Oh, okay, okay. I was really cu- curious as where you were going with here. I was like, what? Uh, I, I literally just couldn't follow for a sec. All I'm saying is within reason, we should all be judged by the same standards, which clearly isn't the case right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Twitter's mm-hmm. intention originally was like with public officials to allow um, transparency, I guess, to let them stay there and just see what the uh, let people who voted for this person or people who didn't vote for him just whoever is under the constituency of whoever it is to like know what's going on in this person's mind and i guess you could argue that's a good thing but uh, you know as we see it could also and depending on the scenario it could also enable not so good things (laughs) right but then that goes back to the whole how much free speech do you allow even when it's not violent speech but it could arguably lead to that Man, let me tell you, I can't tell you how long I, it, like, for all 24, 25, 23 years of our lives, I can't tell you how many times the First Amendment debates have been brought up on social media all throughout our lifetimes because we're still, we've been debating it since the damn amendment was made, I'm pretty freaking sure. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Oh, yeah, there's been a bunch of different court cases for it. It is yeah. so goddamn exhausted at this point, like, people, God. I would say I'm personally fully in favor of it because my argument would be that allowing people to express themselves itself helps to diffuse tension that they might have built up about right. something. Like just the mm-hmm. act of talking about something when you you want to feel the same thing as other people, it kind of satisfies the urge to like, I don't know, really be outwardly against something. Like if you ban all these people with these, uh, let's say, fringe ideas, then... I, th- I see it as an eventuality that they'll gather in secret and then nobody will know that it's happening in yeah, secret no, totally and then it could spring up and something bad would happen. Whereas yeah. if you get it out in the open, then the bad ideas could be attacked and everyone can see that it's there. Yeah, no, I think that's spot on. No, and I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Um. So the point I was going to make was uh, as far as uh, inciting violence goes when it refers to free speech. Um. What should that standard be? I, I, you know, I don't think we're the ones to decide that. Um, I oh, don't we're think definitely not qualified should... to answer that question. That being said, I don't think big tech should be the ones to make that decision either. Yeah, right? then again, like, who is yeah. qualified? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess God. you could argue that that falls to, like, Congress or the Supreme Court or, you know, someone in one of those positions. Like, look, it should be regulated the same way speech should be regulated, right? If you say something that's designed to fuel violence, like if you say, oh, hey, I'm going to go shoot the president... You know, that would obviously mm-hmm. get you, you know, thrown in prison or at least on an FBI watch list if you were uh, seriously considering making a plot like, like that. Like that guy that tweeted about his son storming the Capitol and then tweeted again, why is the FBI contacting me? Then deleted right. his Twitter. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself, man? Now, look, if, say, the president outwardly told his supporters, go storm the Capitol, go, you know, fight in the name of Trump. That would pretty That's, much be an incitement of violence. That could definitely get you deplatformed. It's just like he picked up the shovel and never put it down, man. <laughs> that, at the very least, would should get you removed from office, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's all I pretty much had to say. I, I was also going to mention that uh, 
you know, uh, you can't really judge people like at least celebrities. You can't judge what they say online compared to what they say in person because we're completely different. Or not even completely different, but we're different people online than we are in person. It's not necessarily the best reflection of ourselves. If people online, we got to screen, we're confident as shit at that exactly. point. Let's be real. Look at how overconfident a lot of these celebrities are. Now, of course, now this this could come as a shock to you, but a lot of people in Hollywood are quite liberal. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Very true. So, like, just to take to example, and I just want to say I, I love this actor. Great guy. Well, I mean, personally, I don't know him, but <laughs> great actor in a lot of roles that I really like. Mark Hamill. He goes right. oh, on boy. and on and on and on about the politics. I don't <laughs> follow him because of that. Uh, y- Do yeah. I care? Do I think it makes him a shitty person? No, not 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 really. Not at all, actually. I, I just don't give a shit. And I think that's how most people should feel about, like, if you see something, so somebody saying a thing you disagree with, but it doesn't uh, actively harm you in any way, then why give a shit? Well, that's the thing, right? Especially what we're seeing in the social media age when it comes to, like, Twitter and uh, celebrities getting involved in politics, right? Um, A lot of these celebrities, Mark Hamill included, and I will say I do love Mark Hamill. I agree with a lot of what he says on politics, but it does, it's, yeah, pretty irritating just how much he does it. (laughs) Oh, like, it's every other tweet from what I've been seeing. I'm like, dude, okay, you're the Joker. Do you think we're going to, (laughs) like... Yeah. Point is, um, yeah, I think not that, that because a lot of celebrities have that platform, they feel the need to use it. They feel like they, you know, their fans look up to them. They'll probably take their opinion seriously. That's why they have yeah. to share it in literally every possible opportunity. <laughs> if you go back to the beginning of the video, everybody's perspective is different, and you're allowed to think like that or have a conversation about it. For the love of God, you know. Or conversely, n- not celebrities, but it seems like almost every other time I go on Facebook, which is not often. And something like recent events are occurring, then you get all of these people, just a whole wave, a whole wall of text of people giving their big, awesome, and all-encompassing Oscar acceptance speeches about all of their values and beliefs and ideas about what's happening. And they just want you to know they're a good person, for God's sake. Just believe that they're a good person and give them the likes. They want the likes. They want to be approved of. We want to be judged because we're so small and insignificant and petty. Humans suck. Yeah. Everyone just shut up. Yeah, that's do me a favor. Much. And Just honestly, the other really irritating thing about Twitter is I feel like there's a bunch of accounts that prop- popped up like literally right around the same time that Trump got in office that literally mm-hmm. exist just to like, you know, essentially try to say clever shit about how bad Trump is. And I'm look, I'm as far from a Trump supporter as you can possibly be. But even I feel like that's pretty annoying. <laughs> um, it, It's just, you know. Like, again, these people are probably fine in real life, but they just feel the need to have this whole... A little like, over-the-top attention, you know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, yeah. And again, I think, like, we're all on this... We, we all have these opinions that are pretty, you know, at, at the very least, left to center. Um, I don't think any of us really kind of care for that behavior. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty irritating, even if you agree with them. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I will say, since we're approaching the end of this thing, I had a couple yeah, open-ended questions. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. So what should the consequences be if there is no cancel culture? And this is sort of a mm. broad open-ended question, but mm-hmm. is there an answer short of cancellation? Well, take another example that I, I was think of. Remember Roseanne 
how they brought back the show and then right. she and made just a joke that yeah. was like vaguely racist and then they just completely cut her out of the show. And apparently she was like high on some pharmaceutical drug when she was actually tweeting that. Yeah, well, that's what she said. I don't know. I don't think it really matters because I think like complete cancellation of the show was re- a really spineless thing for, for ABC to do. Again, it's all about the sponsor money. Oh, yeah. But I, you see, in that case, even if it was something like really bad... I don't know, man. Like, what would be an appropriate measure to take? I, I just feel like social consequences are the best thing. I don't know that you should necessarily... Because you're also, in a way, punishing the audience for something that she said. Right. It It's a gray area. Well, it's not like you're ever going to see, like, someone on, like, social media with the picture going, like, like taking a selfie going, like, just killed a guy with a bloody knife in the damn hand. Like, it's not like you're ever going to see something like that because, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're Charles... No, not Charles Manson. He- the name of the album is I Killed Darnell Simmons. And on the <laughs> cover of the album is you. And behind you is Darnell Simmons' body. John, I actually do have a story for you about a musician about uh, certain listening. song titles very much coincided for the things he was arrested for. So I'll tell you about that later. So <laughs> it's actually very funny when you think about it, but also terrifying at the same time. <laughs> Struck my chin real slow when I'm lying. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like picturing the like Jordan Peele actually uh, doing all that shit. It's it's still hilarious to me that he went on to be like one of the biggest names in horror, and you know he started off his career as being like you know Key and Peele. It's like the fun <laughs> the guy that used to be Obama on YouTube. Yeah. My fellow Americans, I can't do the voice. That, ugh. My fellow Americans, nah. He did do a good Obama, I will say. Now, so is there an sh- answer short of cancellation? <sighs> Look, it's a complicated question. I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer. It really is, man. <laughs> like, I, I'm really stumped on that always. So The punishment should fit the crime, but what kind of punishment? Yeah, and I mean, is it even a crime? Look, it, it, I think it really or, does depend on the situation when it comes down to it, right? Like, again, with Hartley Sawyer, definitely shouldn't have been fired. Should still have his job back. No one was really offended by what he said so like unless he actually did then live tweeted it then yeah that's a whole different thing and that's something that should direct that type of consequence that's a different situation here's what i think everyone should endeavor to have a thicker skin don't be so quick to be offended don't be too quick to judge i know easy enough to say but just try to seek out things that you disagree with semi-regularly at least just so you know that there are there are people out there and there always will be Mm. there always have been that will think things other than you because people are different than you and they have different experiences than you once you begin to understand that then you begin to be more forgiving with seeing things that you might not agree with look up just i don't know read more look up how to argue be more articulate with your ideas and companies need to be less skittish about things like this. Like, no, we're going to lose the dollar. No, we got it damage control right now. Just Everyone needs to chill, which is an overwhelmingly simplistic statement. Yeah, I, I'm really getting tired of these companies tiptoeing on that line of, uh, do we do this because it's morally wrong or do we want more money? You stop fucking doing that, guys. Come on. Okay. Um, I will say I think that's a pretty good note to leave this on. Unless either of you have anything else to say, but I think we've pretty much covered all the points we wanted to make. No, I think we've uh, actually uh, filled filled all the filled all the blanks because my head's a blank today. God.
<laughs> so anyway, send all of your hate mail and your hate messages, and this is a real link that you can use to, to anchor.fm slash utterly nonsense slash message. If you type in that link into your browser, you can record a voice message and send it to us, and then we can play it and listen to you tell us to go fuck <laughs> ourselves, and we will be very glad, and maybe if we respond to it, if, if you want, we can include it in the next podcast in... <laughs> question and answer session and and if any are directed towards me specifically and you got something really good to say and it's funny i will personally make a tiktok account and make that my first tiktok because let's be real <laughs> come on a live reaction to that would be great i'm shocked you're not on tiktok already i could definitely because see i think you, it's uh, stupid and there. it's diet vine for the love of god it is stupid as hell but you'd be great at it <laughs> Anyway, with all that being said, all of our links can be found on utterlynonsense.com. If you liked what you heard here, you know, by all means, follow us on our various platforms, subscribe to our podcast, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and we're canceled.